Hi, everyone. It's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, Container Journal. You're listening to another DevOps chat. Welcome to our chat. It's probably maybe the last chat of the year for me. Uh, we've had a great year of DevOps chat, and I think we're going to finish it really strong. I'm happy to be joined by an old friend of mine from the security world, Manish Gupta. Manish is the CEO of Shift Left. Manish, welcome to DevOps chat. Thank you, Alan. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, Manish, what a great name for a security company, right, in, in the DevSecOps space. Because at the end of the day, you know, shift left is so much about what it's about and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, so, you know, we, we've spoken before. I've told you this. It, it's a great name. But what, what's new with shift left? What, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, so, shift left, we... You know, we are focused on sort of the application security, uh, next generation application security, because there are a lot of trends, right? I mean, which you speak of at DevOps.com and uh, KubeCon Security Boulevard, which is developers uh, writing software faster, delivering capabilities to their end customers faster, and deploying workloads in the hybrid cloud. And in this new world, uh, which is characterized by speed, we need application security that is built for today's environment, that is A, fast, B, accurate, and built for developers, right? And um, so that is what we've been doing at Shift Left. And what is new is now we have uh, launched a sort of a self-serve uh, code analysis solution, uh, which is uh, free for developers to try. Uh, because what we have seen is... Uh, you know, with developers, you don't want to market to them, right? I mean, they're very busy folks, and they want to experience it. Um, they don't like getting calls from SDRs or read a bunch of marketing material. Uh, if they get interested, they just want to try the solution out, and if they like it, uh, they should be able to use it for free uh, to a certain extent. Uh, and there perhaps comes a time, depending upon the size of the organization, where it is uh, appropriate to start talking about getting an enterprise-wide uh, deployment. Uh, so that is precisely what we've launched um, earlier this week at uh, shiftleft.io. Absolutely. And Manish, really, I mean, this is just, you and I were talking off mic before we we went live on this today. You know, we've both been in the security business for a long time, and let's leave it at that. But, you know, the, the <laughs> yes. The reasons we're in the security business is, it, look, it affords a good living. I'm not saying it doesn't. But really, in order to be in the security business and stay in it for as long as you and I have, it's because, you know, fundamentally, we want to try to do something good about the state of security, right, all around. Every time I hear about another breach or I hear a story about someone who got fished and something – it's like a little piece of me dies, you know? Every, every time you hear a bell ring, an angel gets its wings. Every time I hear about a breach or something, I, I, a piece of me is just upset. And, and if you're in security, that's the kind of posture you take. You, you shake your head and say, we need to do better. And, and so for people like us, Manish, this whole DevOps and DevSecOps and shift left kind of theory, it made so much sense. But the fundamental piece of it that was that needed to be validated and then you know done was 
making security everyone's responsibility and showing that, you know what, developers care about security. Developers want to develop higher quality applications. Ops and SRE people want secure applications out there. It's not just security people who want better security. Other people care about security. And at the same time, a realization that security people aren't just here to say no or to drag things down. We, we want businesses to succeed. We want great applications out there. We just want them to be done in as secure manner as, as possible. And in order to do that, we needed to get to the point where we make security tools for developers so we could shift this further left in there. And that, that's, that's exactly what you guys are doing. Yeah, indeed. And I think you said it, right? One of the key concerns that I hear about security uh, from the customers, uh, the industry at large, is uh, that the rule and signature-based security that we've largely had for the last 20 years clearly hasn't worked. And if you're going, if everything around us is going to be driven by software uh, and software that is much more rapidly developed and deployed than historically it has ever been, um, and so we need to rethink security. We can't continue to put crappy software out there and expect it to be pr protected by sort of legacy security tools. It has to start at the very source, which is applications, which is making sure that uh, we are taking the time to minimize, not eliminate, because that's not possible, but minimize security issues in our applications. And you're right, uh, developers do want to provide such capabilities, do want to release applications that are more secure. But if we continue to ask them to do this with legacy tools that take hours to analyze a piece of code, clearly developers can't be using it because we're asking them to also in parallel deliver features uh, to their end customers ever faster. And so that's one of the key innovations that we've done, uh, uh, which is be able to analyze code very accurately. So we are three times more accurate than anyone else in the world, but also to be able to do it really fast. So we can analyze about 200,000 lines of code in about 30 seconds, 30 seconds. So the idea wow. is, as, and so that's what we are trying to do, right? Our vision is to be able to push code analysis to every pull request, right? So far to the left, every time a developer does a pull request, they should invoke shift left and within a matter of seconds, get the results. And so the thing is, the, the goal is before the developer switches context and moves on to whatever he has to do next, before that happens, at his fingertips should be, hey, John, based on this pull request, here are the three things that you need to go fix. Absolutely. And, and that, and you know what, if we can empower developers at that level, not to talk down with them and say, John, let me explain to you the complexities of GDPR and why this needs to be done. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? People don't want to hear that from security folks. I, I don't even, sometimes I think security folks say it to empower themselves, but if you can just say, hey, John, we can improve that you can improve the quality of your app doing these two or three little fixes here that we see. Of course, John's. Exactly. 
right? John one. That's right. Right. That's right. No, you're right. I think uh, the the and that's the other part, right? Is when historically application security was the domain of AppSec. Um, the 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 workflow was almost AppSec would run code analysis, find hundreds of issues, and then give them to developers, right? And uh, it's almost like talking down to developers, meaning, hey, the part, piece of software that you developed is so crappy, it's got so many issues, right? Instead, the the notion needs to be a bit different, and especially in the in the way we develop software, where any given piece of software today uses so much of open source libraries and frameworks. There is the other aspect also, which is not just perhaps mistakes that were made, but also are you adhering to best practices? So let's take a very simple example. So let's say in the world of Java, you're using the Spring Boot framework. Well, Spring Boot framework has been around for a while. And so as a result, there are lots of best practices that have been established that our developers should adhere to when using Spring Boot. But again, you know, we are asking so much of our developers can everyone adhere to those or are is even knowledgeable about what those best practices are and is adhering to them? Well, if not, well, that's precisely what shift left can also do is to tell you with every pull request, hey, are you adhering to the best practices? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so again, that's you know, whether it's called DevSecOps. Yeah, no, but Manisha, if, if I may, that addresses another inherent problem that we you know, and shift left is addressing it here. And that is, we don't have enough security experts to go around. We don't have a security person for every team to say, hey, this doesn't address this issue or this raises a problem with this governance or or security thing, right? We need tools like a shift left that become force multipliers for the security team. So that we can have let we can we can operate faster, more secure, even though we don't have one security person for every dev team. Even you, you know indeed, what I'm yep. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we there are all kinds of statistics as to how many millions of developers there are, and if for every pull request we needed similar level of. Uh, headcount requirement for security, we're never going to get anywhere. So you're right. Uh, I think we need to help developers in their own sort of workflow be able to do some security. And I think that, I mean, one part of the discussion that we've had so far is code analysis, but that is precisely one of the things that we focus on at Shift Left. We are of the mindset that, yes, during development, we should minimize security issues, but we also believe that we will never be able to eliminate all the issues. And so we do require protection for issues that we weren't able to fix. So let me take a very specific example. So let's say you did a pull request and there are three issues that Shift Left tells you you should go fix. Let's say you because of time to market urgency, you are going to be able to fix one, but you can't fix the other two. Well, what should you do at this time? Um, you have no choice but to release it in production. Um, and ho- what, cross your fingers and hope no one will hack you? Uh, right? Uh, but that is the other innovation at Shift Left, where because we precisely understand, quote-unquote, the attack surface of this pull request, meaning there are two vulnerabilities that aren't fixed, we provide an ability to protect 
those two vulnerabilities in production. So it's really the end-to-end solution that what that's that makes uh, you know what we do at Shift Left unique. And this code informed runtime, as opposed to signatures, writing signatures, is the powerful notion of how we protect applications much more accurately. But then the other facet also happens, which is we take this runtime information and help you prioritize code analysis results. So again, I'll use an example there. So again, we give you three vulnerabilities. And the only way today you have in, in the industry you can prioritize them is based on OWASP severity. Hey, this is SQL injection. There should be this be high, highest priority. It does not take into account at all your unique environment. And so by, by taking production traffic, which is a best practice for QA, uh, we can spin your workload, we can throw that QA traffic, and now we can tell you, hey, out of these three vulnerabilities, the first one is really a most important because it sees the most number of calls go to it. Now, being able to do all of this in a matter of seconds to minutes is what I, we believe is going to make uh, advance, mature secu- application security. Absolutely. I mean, and Manish, this was a similar thing we went through in the in the traditional vulnerability management space, right? For so long, we, you know, back when I was at Still Secure, and you're, you're familiar, right? We had a vulnerability assessment and management tool as well as a NAC. And, you know, we used to call the vulnerability VAM, we used to call it the bad news generator. Because, you know, <laughs> all, all the way, you know, you would get a stack of a thousand, two thousand more vulnerabilities that it found. And then, of course, we could prioritize them using the uh, MITRE and the um, the NIST, you know, CVE guidelines. But it really didn't take into account, well, this vulnerability might exist, but was it reachable? Was it exploitable? What was the workaround, right? And so, and, and then delivering, we're not going to have enough time to fix all 2,000 vulnerabilities, but where can I get the most bang for my buck? Right in 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 remediation, and that exactly. kind of logic and that kind of you know security know-how needs to find its way in into AppSec and into DevSecOps as well. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing with with some of the newer shift left function. Indeed, indeed. Got right, it. and as as you know, with the new world come with come sort of newer problems also, right? So one of the things uh, we are starting to hear about a lot is developers, again, based on because of the speed with which we are asking them to run um, their hard-coded credentials, their hard-coded secrets, right? So it's not something that we ever talked about till about a few years ago, um, but cloud sort of brings with it its own set of issues, Um and how, you know, so it's not just vulnerabilities such as SQL injections, cross-site scripting, but it is also, whether you call them best practices or business logic flaws, uh, such as, hey, are you accidentally hard-coding secrets and can an attacker get to them, right? Um, or are you, do you have some malicious code that is now part of your application because you use this open source library that some bad guy has deployed malicious code? So, you know, broadly speaking, so if we up-level this conversation, source code or software, which is driving everything, 
uh, around us is increasingly becoming its own attack surface. Yep. It is. But it, it's it's also I don't you know I don't want to blame open source, but with so much of these applications really having you know, 75, 80% or more open source components, you're, you know, there's, it's inevitable that that's going to happen at some level. Correct, right? I mean, in, in some circles, this is being talked about as the, as the in, um, infection um, of the software supply chain, right? How do we maintain the sanctity of the software supply chain? Um, yeah, and I think, uh, one part of it is to make sure uh, to give our developers information at their fingertips that, hey, this library that you're using has this vulnerability, so please use the latest version where it's perhaps fixed. And that's one set of problems that we have been looking at as an industry for quite some time. But the next set of problems now are, you know, because you're not just using one open source library. That open source library might be using another one, which might be using yet another one, right? So now you're seven levels deep. And uh, if as a bad guy, I'm trying to get into some of these sophisticated organizations, can I, over time, plant a backdoor in some open source library that is a child library for many of the broader ones and this way land up being part of the attack surface in many of these organizations. And so all of this is gonna require that we inspect source code much more granularly for not just vulnerabilities, but also what we classify as business logic flaws. Absolutely, very cool, very cool. Manish, you know, geez, time, the time goes so quickly, we, we've got to wrap up. Um, just. You know, it's the end of the year. Looking forward to next year. You guys are, are you at RSA conference this year? Yes, we are going to be there. Okay, so we will hopefully see you there. We'll be doing video interviews all week on Broadcast Row. Perhaps we can meet in person and continue the conversation there. Yeah, I'd love to. Just don't put me on video. I'm an ugly guy. Well, look, I got a face for radio, but if I can do it, you can do it. It is video and it is live, so come dressed. But until then, Manish, for people who want more money, uh, want more money, who want more information around Shift Left and around, you know, what you guys are doing on DevSecOps, is it ShiftLeft.io? It is indeed ShiftLeft.io, um, and you should see. Um, big sort of red button at the very top which says free or try or log in um, and yeah try this tool out for yourself see if it works see if you're able to for example detect uh, hard-coded secrets uh, in your software that the attacker can get to absolutely and that is again we didn't even get into that but with this whole open source free thing and and who we're selling to the democratization of it having a free offering is 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 kind of table stakes today that you must have maybe talk about it at another time anyway hey my friend we're out of time manish gupta ceo shift left thanks for being our guest on devops chats today thank you alan thank you and we'll uh we'll we'll maybe hook up uh, in seriously in RSA in about two months. But until then, have a happy holidays, a happy new year. And to all of our listeners at DevOps Chat.
Chats, have a great new year. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday season, everyone. This is Alan Schimmel. You just listened to DevOps Chats. <laughs>